Ryan, good morning. How are you, sir? Not bad. How are you all doing this morning? Terrific. We appreciate your time. Uh, spring football game. Uh, there was just a little interest in the spring game in Norman, uh, wasn't there? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, a lot of factors coming together to get people uh, just just a bit excited about this uh, this game and this team this year. What was your big takeaway from just the, the entire spring? You know, I, I think the biggest thing that has to do with the, the sort of energy around the program, which you wondered if it was just going to completely disappear after Lincoln Riley's departure, is really at, at an all-time level. And, and you notice that by uh, you know, the 75,000 uh, people showing up on Saturday for the spring game, but also the 250 uh, former OU players who came out to the spring game, which is by far the biggest gathering of uh, uh, alums uh, for, for an event like that. Uh, so just everything about this program right now is, is pretty juiced up, which is something that uh, you know you wouldn't have expected uh, last November when uh, Lincoln Riley left and people were talking about, well, this program going to fall apart. Is it going to be a really long rebuilding process? Uh, things like that. 75,000 people show up for a spring football game, but what is the difference in a Brent Venables-led OU team and a Lincoln Riley-led OU football team? The identity is different because of? Well, you've got to start on the defensive side with the the physicality uh, up there. It's a a different defensive scheme, but just a different defensive mindset, and that's something that – Brent Venables is, is brought pretty much everywhere, but it's a uh, return to what OU had, you know, when Venables was there uh, early. And, and they're not dismissing offense, obviously, with uh, Jeff Lebby. Y'all are very familiar with what he does offensively, but, um, you know, that, that sort of defense first uh, mentality about things, but also uh, around the program, the, uh, the, the the players first uh, mantra that Brent Venables has been uh, preaching, not only with some of the off the field programs designed to help those players uh, in, in the future, but also just this uh, player driven has been mentioned a ton with by Brent Venables by the players, and it, it's about them. Uh, taking ownership in the program uh, and to this point it's uh, transformed things internally for them what are some of the details that are going to go into this plan put together for by barry switzer to give all the oklahoma football players 40k each yeah you know that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out and we're still trying to talk to to uh barry to to get a little bit of a better sense of how this thing's going to work but it sounds like it's uh, basically they're gonna. The players are gonna do some work slash promotional work for for charities, uh, and that money is gonna be pooled uh, through donations to uh, give the athletes money for that. So it's uh, a different uh, collective than we've seen at some of the other places, but certainly uh, one that I think OU fans have been clamoring for a, a little bit, wondering you know where is something like this. Uh, for for OU, uh, and certainly it's something that can help them stay on a you know similar playing field to uh, some of the other elite programs 
in uh, college football, the, the programs that they're competing against on the recruiting trail day in and day out. Ryan, uh, Garrett just mentioned uh, Coach Switzer, but uh, Coach Stoops is, is still proactive in the program. You mentioned 250 alums back. What's that do for, for, for Venables and, and this current football team to have some of these, these sooner greats, if you will, uh, proactive in the program? Yeah, it, it, it really, the, the biggest thing, one, it keeps those guys active and invested and involved and, and certainly the ones that are, you know, make a lot of money in the NFL keeps them, uh, you know, tied to the program to make donations, things like that. But I, I think also what it does is, uh, uh, you know, resonates with recruits when they see that, when they see the amount of uh, alums that are around and they've had recruiting events, even before Brent Venables came aboard last year, they had a recruiting event, uh, recruiting event, excuse me, with uh, under Lincoln Riley that had, you know, a lot of those former guys there talking to recruits, which is something that you can do a little bit more now. And it, it just, uh, you know, does all those things for a program. And I think the biggest thing on Saturday, though, was letting those recruits know they had a large group of recruits as well and big-time ones. Uh, lets them know that uh, you know this is a program that's not just going to be yours for four years. It's going to be a you know a, a lifetime deal. Dylan Gabriel made his OU debut, and two quarterbacks that leave the program. You thought you were pretty much set at quarterback for a while at OU. That doesn't become the case. How does Gabriel be able to pick up that torch? And how did he look? Yeah, he he looked solid, and you know didn't look just overwhelming, but. You know, we've had years, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield had a fantastic uh, spring game the year that he, uh, year before he broke out as a starter. But then Kyler Murray had a, you know, a, a not so fantastic spring game and he wound up putting up one of the best years in college football history. So hard to read too much into it. But the, the biggest thing is he handled uh, the, the atmosphere and the environment well, which, you know, it's sort of funny to say during a spring game, but in this one, you're playing in virtually a, uh, a game type of environment. And then the other thing is he handled the wind really well. And, and it's hard to imagine him ever playing in wind that uh, was as bad as Saturday's was. So, um, you know, still got some steps to take, but the fact that he's so familiar with Jeff Levy's offense and the tempo that they run with and, and, and everything else, the arm strength was there. The accuracy was there. Uh, you know, the, the decision-making, we'll see how that uh, comes along. But uh, overall, a really solid day for Dylan Gabriel. The biggest question for them right now at quarterback is who their number two is going to be and if it's going to be somebody on the roster or are they going to have to go out into the transfer portal and try to find somebody else because their depth at that position, uh, because they lose Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, has uh, taken a pretty big hit. I think one of the the most impressive things for me in, in looking at that game was what uh, Javante Barnes was able to do, or Javante Barnes was able to do with the two touchdowns. Do you think what kind of contributions do you think we could see from him this year, especially coming in as a true freshman? Yeah, I think right now you probably write him down in the uh, number three spot of that that running back behind Marcus Major, who didn't play on Saturday. He's been banged up some of the spring and Eric Gray 
But I think as the year goes on, you're going to see Javante Barnes play a bigger and bigger role. Uh, you know, Eric Gray is not necessarily an every-down kind of back. Uh, Marcus Major is really talented but doesn't have a lot of uh, game experience. And, and you know, certainly he's shown that sometimes he can trip up and, and uh, you know, do things that knock him down a, a peg or two. Missed most of last year because of things like that. So I, I think Javante Barnes, the combination of power and speed with him, is going to you know, make him a guy who's going to see his role expand as the year goes on. At the start of the year, he might not be that number one back, but if you tell, if you ask me you know, who's going to be the number one back at the end of the season, I might just go with Javante Barnes at this point. How does the offensive line stack up for the Sooners? Can it sustain, and does it have enough depth right now? Yeah, that's a, a big question. It was hard to get a real good gauge of that on Saturday because they split the teams up, so you weren't just having a you know your number one offensive line out there all together at the same time, your number two, things like that. So hard to get a gauge as far as depth there. But you know they feel pretty solid about what they've got, but they've got to have some guys really take some significant steps forward. Andrew Rame has been out for most of spring. Uh, did uh, play some on Saturday, but they need him to, to be and stay healthy there at the center spot. Uh, and, and then, you know, a, a big uh, question mark there is how the Caden Tower uh, comes along uh, after the transfer from Cal. They expect uh, solid things from him. And then uh, Wanya Morris, who transferred from Tennessee last year, a lot of people thought he would be in the starting lineup fairly quickly. That never materialized, and uh, certainly they want him to take uh, some big steps forward. But they've got some holes to fill over there, going to have to shuffle things around. And, uh, you know, it's hard not to trust Bill Beaton, though. But at the same time, that's one of probably the question marks of their offense right now is, uh, you know, how that offensive line comes together. Do you see Joshua Eaton being able to flourish under Venerable's defense? Yeah, you know, I, I think he's got a chance. We saw some really good things from him on Saturday, which we really hadn't seen much of. You know, he was a guy that always has has had uh, a, a lot of potential there, but just haven't seen him quite unlock that yet. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been a guy who's generated just a ton of buzz for them around the spring, but you've heard a little bit of the way that he's progressing. So, um, you know, I, I think he's got a chance. You know, another guy on the back end that I really uh, look toward and, and wonder about, can he have a breakout, is Justin Harrington, who left the team halfway through last year. It came back. Currently, he's a walk-on, but just the physicality that he brings is something to uh, keep an eye on as well. Uh, so, so those two guys, I think, certainly have a chance to jump up and the guys that sort of come out of, I don't want to say come out of nowhere because we've heard about them, but, you know, finally sort of unlock their potential after uh, a couple of years of, of not being quite there. How fast, how fast paced is this offense going to be under Levy? Uh, really fast paced. You know, I, I looked at uh, OU's offensive pace, offensive tempo over the last six seasons and, they averaged about a play every 26, 27 seconds, uh, which sounds fairly fast when you look at the overall scope of the game. But uh, then when you look at what Jeff Lebby did at Old Miss and, and Central Florida, didn't quite go back all the way to Baylor. But uh, during that 
that similar span, you know, UCF and Ole Miss ran plays about every 20 seconds, which is a significant jump up. And I think that's something that's going to be surprising, I think, to a lot of people how quick they're going to run. But uh, luckily for them, they have a quarterback in Dylan Gabriel who's very used to it, having been at uh, Central Florida. But that's been one of their big pieces of adjustment this year is getting used to that tempo on the offensive side of the ball. Just how bad was that Mayfield statue? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think when you see it in person, it's not as bad as it comes off, I think, in pictures. I think the fact that uh, he's got a headband on in it sort of exaggerates uh, things when you look at it from a little bit far away. But, you know, it's really hard to make a good likeness in bronze, and we've seen that uh, – and certainly that was highlighted uh, by by this statute. But uh, like I said, I, I don't think it's as, as bad in person as it comes off in, in pictures and video and things like that. But, uh, uh, you know, certainly one of those ones that you're like, really? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's uh, not – wasn't awful uh, when I uh, walked by it the other day and, and took a look for myself. Throws on you, huh? Yeah, a, a little bit. And just like I said, the details of it sort of can sometimes get lost when you're talking about something that's, you know, monochrome and all in on one color. So uh, the, the headband, I think, sort of made it a little bit uh, odd uh, for <laughs> sure. Hey, Ryan, thanks. We appreciate your time today, as always. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you soon. Ryan Abair from the Oklahoma 